I'm pleased to say that we're joined on the line now by a, uh, a Watford legend, uh, Micah Hyde. Good evening, Micah. Hi, Al. Um, so obviously... How are you, Chris? Can you hear me? Can I... The pretty straight way is actually pronounced Michael. Oh, still apologise, still apologise, Micah. I told That's you, right. I told you it was Micah. Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> take anything you say at face value. You've fooled me too many times. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, looking at your, your career, obviously you spent a lot of time at Cambridge and then at, at Watford. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you see? What do you remember about your time at uh, at Cambridge? I remember, I remember Cambridge very well. Cambridge was, was a good time. I was young and, you know, moving away from home and stuff. It was very exciting. That's the most thing I can remember about the excitement of it all, you know. I was fortunate to be out there with a couple of Londoners and we all got on very well. It was just a good, exciting time, to be fair. I remember Becky as well. I remember his style of football and I remember, I remember a lot about Cambridge, to be fair, and they treated me well. And you got your, your big move, obviously, then to to Watford um, and became you know, an established Championship player with them. Um, were you ever sort of overawed about the jump from Cambridge to Watford? No, no, I wasn't. I think I, I think when you're young, when when, when you're when you're a young player, I think you, you take things more in your stride. And I, I wasn't overawed by it. I'm not sure why. I should have been. I was, I was overawed about a few things in my career, but. Moving from Cambridge to Watford, I wasn't. I think it was because of the way it happened and the, the, the manager, Graham Taylor, made me feel that he's when I first, first met him. So probably he had a big part in that and made me feel comfortable yeah. straight away from the get-go. Probably why the, the move was smooth. And obviously it is a move away from further away from home, I suppose. Did it take you long to settle when you moved to Watford? Did it take you long to settle after the move, or was it quite a, an easy settling period? Obviously, with the manager, the way the manager treated you. I can't say I missed that bit. Can you repeat that? Sorry. Was it? Um, you know, did it take you long to settle in at Watford, or was it quite an easy transition? No, no, no. It was again because I came with Peter Kenny. He, he had booked. Graham Graham's had a book. A collective of players from um, lower leagues. Or it, 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 when I come here, bring, bring maybe a four or five. New players, so it was all new, and I, I remember us coming together. So it was that all of us were meeting each other for the first time. Instead of being one or two players getting to a new team, which can be a little bit daunting, there was there was several of us coming to a new team at the same time. So we all got to know each other in the beginning, all, yeah. all at once. So it, it kind of helped in that aspect, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, it might have been a little bit different if it was me coming as a single person or or two players or three, but because there was a group of us, it, it, it kind of helped. I I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, and before you made the move to Watford, um, were you aware of any other interests from any bigger clubs or any clubs around the same size as Watford? Yeah, just before I went, when uh, after when I first went to Watford, I was meant to go and talk to meant to talk to two other clubs. I don't know if you would call them bigger clubs. I'm not sure if you call them bigger clubs. Maybe in stature in the past and stuff. But yeah, I had, I had two other clubs that I talked to. But once I went to Watford, I didn't bother with the other two clubs. I just stayed at Watford. Yeah. That's how comfortable I feel all the time. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm glad I did. It worked out fine. You know, I can I done more by them and they've done more by me. Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm glad I stayed there. I didn't go anywhere else after I went to see Graham and train with him once. But that was it, really. After that day, we kind of we spoke and we more or less reached terms and that was that. Was that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to throw it over to Wilco because uh, I know Chris has got a few questions about your time at Cambridge. Uh, Chris, over to you, mate. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, it's quite funny. I'm a, I'm a Cambridge boy, so I'm from I'm from the area. Uh, you were, you came in 
just after they struggled to get into the, the start of the uh, Premier League. And the club, yeah. the club had a few turbulent years from there. How was it as a kind of younger player? Because they didn't, I think they, they slipped a bit from then onwards, really, when they failed to hit that big step. You're talking about what side you're talking about? What oh, Cambridge, about? sorry. Cambridge. Okay, yeah. I know, well, like I said, I was young. And, and all, all I can remember at the times of Cambridge, it was exciting times. And, and there was, I, was, I was excited and I was also not, I wasn't fearful. I remember playing, I want to play this, I want to play football, I want to play football. And, yeah. At the time I went there, Cambridge was, like I said, a pretty big club. And I still think they're a pretty big club. They're, they're, they're a, a non-league club, by no means. So I went to see them back in the league where they played a lot, because they are a league club. So, let's, um, so yeah, when I, I, like I said, I, think I was excited to play football. I was looking forward to it. I mean, when you're a player like me, I, previously I'd looked back, I trying to come through the system. I dropped out of football for a year before I went to Cambridge. So for me, it was an exciting time just to be back in the system and be playing. And that's how I took it. I grabbed it. Thank <laughs> you. 
is it is, is it more enjoyable that you get to a, a level where you where you know quality is allowed to express itself rather than being shut down by mate? It's not not maybe not unfair to say workhorse players, but there's more emphasis on what you do with the ball rather than off it, maybe. Yeah, no, but you have to understand football. Football, football's, football's a simple game. You either have the ball, you don't have the ball. So if you don't have the ball, you've got to win it back. So that's that's part and parcel of people shutting you down and attacking you. Good players enjoyed that. I revelled in that. I, when I, used to play, I wanted the players to try and shut me down, so I could be better than you and prove I was. So you never get away from that, and I'll always be part and parcel of it. But um, I, I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed football more in the Premiership than I did playing in League Two or League One or League or Championship. I just love playing football. I think if you play, if you like playing football, you like playing regardless. The bigger the crowd, the bigger expectation, the bigger the pressure should, should enhance that. So, um, personally, I, I, I enjoy playing football regardless. It, it in front of, I enjoy it more, obviously, the bigger crowd I'm playing on these last occasions, but I, I also enjoy playing at Macclesfield. So, yeah, um, yeah I, 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 just, like, I just enjoy playing football, to be honest with you. I didn't get more reward out of playing, for, playing in the Premiership than I did, like I said, playing in the I just enjoy playing. <laughs> So you weren't one of those those players who would have maybe fallen out of the love of the joy of the game. Then you 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 kind of cherish what it was. Do you think there's enough opportunities for um, young coaches to get into the game nowadays? I think there should be. 
I think there is no, yeah, well, there is. Yeah, there is. There's Dougie Freeman, isn't there? There's, there's James Beatty at Accrington. There's a few young countries in the game. But I think there needs to be a few young countries in the game because the game changes. The game, the game doesn't stay the same. As simple as it is, there's other people doing different things. There's other cultures of players playing. So if you haven't got a, if it's the same culture of people still managing, um, from last week, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't mean they're bad managers. But I'm saying you need an influx of new, new players coming in and to work with a new cultural player. But I thought said no, you're going to need the diverse place. You need, you need cultures that can tap into them. If you've got the person that can't, then. You're not going to see you're not going to see the Jack Wilshers as often as we should, like we should, in my opinion. So yeah, you, you need young blood coaches. It's imperative that you, you get young coaches coaches in. Has to be. And uh, otherwise, how they going to learn? <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, that leads me nicely onto my uh, final question. Actually, um, you said you've worked with the um, Dagenham under 15s and under 16s. Um, as no, someone who's working in, yeah. yeah, as someone who's working in that environment. Um, do you, we've spoken a lot on the um, on our podcast about um, youth football. Do you think it's possibly a little bit too structured in this country in terms of this emphasis to win, seeing it firsthand, or you know, should we yeah. be encouraging them to you know just enjoy the football at first? In my opinion, it's just like it's a lacker. In my opinion, for, you have to let the lads. In my opinion, you have to let them enjoy football. When when as the coach, I coach the the sixteens. And I oversee the 16s down. All the coaches, the way I play, the, the, the first and foremost thing is I want the pass to touch the ball. Be allowed to touch the ball, touch the ball all over the park, and in any position, and anywhere. Any coach, the lads, to understand where and where and how. But you have to encourage them to want the ball first and foremost. You have to encourage technical ability. So that's how I see football. That's how I've always seen football. That's how I, how I played it. That's how I see it. That's what I'm promoting now. So all, all my players, I encourage them to, to play technical football. It's not about winning. We might lose trying to pass it, but it's not a problem. We'll go and pass it again. So we get better at passing it and get better at retaining it. And then we, we, we will develop. But just to go out, out to press and miss out the midfield and kick it forward into channels, who's developing? No, no one. So um, I'm, all, I'm all for just developing, personally, young players. Don't get me wrong. As you move up, the game into senior football becomes a different thing. So I'm not saying that at that level you've got, you got to play pretty football, but at youth level you've got to try and play pretty football because they're going to develop them. They're going to get a lot of contact in there. It makes sense to me. Why would you try and win six? Like, you know, why would you try and win a game at an under thirty level? You know, it's no one just by beating it, and it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, man, just jump up on the sideline. I just think they're trying to do certain things. I look at them, I just think to myself, you know, it's all about opinions. But we're going to produce the players if we, if we don't encourage them to go and do special things instead of telling them that they're not capable of doing it. You know, so I think. And I've always believed that. I've always believed that the players that you. People say are great now playing. I don't think they're necessarily great. I think they're good players. I think they're doing what what one should do if they're on the pitch, personally. But we should encourage our players to think, our young players to think that. And they'll go and try it more, I think. But that's another, uh, another debate, I suppose. For another time. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so, very much. Like that's I said, I'm a student. I've talked for all day long. Okay. I've just got um, one question off our forum. Uh, it's from Nick. He just yeah. asks um, Do you think that Watford can win the championship? Most definitely, absolutely. They started, they started bang on track, and I had a feeling. They, I thought I didn't think they'd have a, a hangover from last season. I thought they would start strong, and they have. It's a long season, there's some momentum now, so hopefully they can continue. But I, still, I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Would you count yourself as a Watford fan now? Massively. I've always been a Watford fan. That's no secret. I'm a Cambridge fan. I'm a Peterborough fan. I'm a Burnley fan. All the clubs I've played for, I've had a good time with every single one of them. I've had the most successful Watford. Um, sorry. I 
was going to say, who did you grow up supporting as well? I was a main night fan. Me and David were the only one, I think. Me and David were the only two in the team that supported main night. And I was, I was oh. a young, young, young age. I was going to hope that maybe the, from, being from the Newham area around up in Park, you might have been a West Ham boy like me, but never mind. No, I'm saying everyone else around me was, yeah, it was my mate, so I went to Rotary in Stratford, I'm an East End boy, and all of my boys, I don't know what, yeah. I think Remy Mosley, actually, it was Jesper Olsen and, you know, Remy Mosley and Remy White, that yeah. captivated my imagination, that's why I started schooling them for some reason. Yeah. You're, what, you're, in, you're in Essex now, so you can't escape West Ham fans, can you? No, I wouldn't escape West Ham fans anyway, so I wouldn't escape any fans. <laughs> I'll take I'll take that. Are you, you just it would be one life in anyone. I could just jump in. Can I um, briefly ask about your time when you played in Finland? When I played, yeah, how did, how did yeah, that, yeah, how, how did that move come about and what how did you find yeah, well, football? Well, John, John Taylor was the manager at the time, and I think like, he just signed us pro three of us, me, Coffee, and Junior, I think, and Danny Granville, uh, also got signed pro. And then he asked to come to me and he said to me, um, I think you should go to Finland in pre-season, because I think you yeah, have a better time out there. So, so I managed to tell you that, and he asked me, you think he was, he didn't want me here for pre-season, I just signed pro, and he sent me to Finland, that he good enough. But uh, to be fair, Tommy just was still by his word, and when I came back from Finland, he made me captain, and that was, that was history, but it was a great time out there. I, I, I recommend any young player to go abroad if they've got a chance, just for the experience, just to play and see a different way of cultural football, just, just to see a different way of football. But, no, it was a great experience. <clears throat> and then, when you were at Watford, you did have a success, successful partnership with uh, Richard Johnson. Did it click straight away, your partnership? Take time. Yeah, I, think, I think it, I think it kind of clicked. John O's was John O's have been the, the, more, the power, you know, so we clicked straight away. We used to dust to each other very well because he was a powerful player, John. He shoots 25 yards and comes to the ball and you know, thunder a shot on him. He played that way. Where I used to bring a little yeah. bit more, the work rate, but a little bit more goal. So yeah, we worked perfectly in tandem. All my partners I played with in midfield or people I played with, I think me and him, you know, we had the, the good chemistry or the, the better chemistry. Hypothetically, do you think if he stayed a bit more fit the Premiership season, he could have had a better chance of staying on? Because he had two long injury layoffs that season, did he? Myself? Oh, um, sorry? Um, Richard Johnson. Richard Johnson has. Was that. Um, hypothetically, oh, yeah, he, if, Richard, if, Richard, if Richard Johnson stayed fit, fitter the Premier League season, do you think he would have had a better chance of staying on? Oh, most doubtedly, of course, definitely. If um, if Richard Johnson was, if, yeah, definitely, because he was a, an essential part of the squad and the team. More importantly, he was an essential mm. part of the team. So yeah, if, if he would have stayed fit, he would have had a much more better chance to stay. That was for sure. Because he, he, he was injured in two critical times, wasn't he? So he was, yeah. he was injured over Christmas and the beginning of the season, wasn't he? Yeah, his knee, his knee. I think he was. I think that he went to keep trying. I think that 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 his knee got better than there, and I think he had to retire because of his knee. Yeah, Um, well, <clears throat> you've actually answered all of my questions tonight, um, unless any of the other guys have got any questions for you, Micah. Yeah, yeah I've got, I'll just jump in with one final one. Yeah. Um, I just wanted sure. to um, talk about your uh, international career. Um, you know, it turned out for England is a very 
hot topic in this country in terms of some people feel there's no pride when they're wearing the, uh, uh, the shirt. Um, what were your memories turning up for Jamaica? Um, you know, what were your fondest memories and what did it feel like putting that shirt on? It was brilliant. Putting it, actually putting on a shirt on was great. I, I delayed playing for Jamaica, I think, by a year when I was playing for Watford in the Prem. I had opportunity to play for them before. Then I had the opportunity to play for Trinidad or Jamaica, like Jamaica, because I felt Jamaica would have been a better opportunity for me. And it, and it, was, it was. It was a great opportunity, a great chance. Good experience. I always imagine the Jamaicans take the football very laid back. They, they, they no, they're taking very seriously. There's that World Cup in, was it 98 they qualified for? And yeah, no, the, yeah, the image yeah, was yeah. Uh, that it was a party for every game, but it's hard, yeah. to, hard to say that, that could be true. But It's funny, before and after, the, before and after it's a party, during it's, it's not a party. Definitely before and after, it's, it's, they, they, they redress the football, they celebrate football, it should be. It should, football's a, yeah. it's a fun sport. Definitely. I think I think that was say, that's us out of questions. You've answered everything for us. Okay, We probably could sit here and talk football all night, but we'd get into topics that we'd oh, never great. end. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'd, we talk all day about football, and yeah. it's, it's what my it's what my girlfriend tells me I do anyway. <laughs> yeah. There's more things to do. Tell her that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so thank, thank you from all of us for coming on. Yeah, I, I think everyone would agree. Yeah, I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head, yeah, Chris. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime, no, Anytime. Yeah. When, when, is there a chance I'll get to listen to this? When is it again? It's a paper, a publication, or. It's, uh, it's yeah, on iTunes, yeah, yeah it's, it's available on iTunes. We'll get Chris to tweet you the link, uh, tweet the link, sorry, once it's put on the uh, on the site, definitely. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, I'll be on the link later. Yeah, cool. Thanks very much for your time tonight. And you, and you have a good evening, guys. Well, good night, should I say. Cheers. Thanks Cheers. very much. Cheers. Thanks, 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 Thanks. 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 Very enjoyable. Take care. Bye.